episode number uh i lost it it's eight i think it's eight that's what i was looking for it's eight it's eight. hell yeah hell yeah uh i'm back in my home office got my microphone back don't have to do this from airpods like i did last time in a hotel with terrible wi-fi i have my own home wi-fi that's terrible so just all uh, all you did was get a better microphone that's all you did right that's all it is so when you can hear me it sounds great otherwise it just you know chops out and i cut off for a while uh so brian it is uh as of recording this it's november now and i don't know about you but that uh always screams holidays yeah it's it's the first of the month too so wake up wake up you're gonna be listening to this on the second of the month so a little bone thugs for everybody okay do you know no bone thugs in harmony i don't i'm gonna i'm gonna be be real with you i don't i don't know that reference yeah but uh yeah you know i know last year we talked about like how to stay keto in the holidays right and because like we started in december of 2020 right that was that was the first episode of of just that but so we're almost a year old which is wild but real question what are y'all getting for our birthday right and and you can't combine the holiday gift that you would get us with the birthday gift they have to be two separate distinct gifts yeah, and I have a birthday that's also in December, so there's going to be three distinct gifts for me. Exactly, so, and then I, y'all all kind of glossed over my birthday back in August. It's fine. I, I don't. I'm not mad at anybody. So you didn't please. even. Was it when you went on when you <laughs> went was, on yeah. like MIA? That's your yeah. own fault, then, bro. <laughs> they, I was. I was so. still. You know, they could have mailed uh, like snail mailed something. I was there. Leave of absence. So yeah. that's what happened. Anyways, uh, last year in December, we talked about you know how to stay keto in the holidays, right? And gave our like favorite keto tips but this year going into the holidays i don't know about for you brian but the holidays always give me a lot of anxiety i think as you get older you realize what your parents had to go through to do like family holidays sure and you have a lot you have a lot more respect uh and like feel like figuring out of that as you're like yo i I was kind of like sheltered from that as a child that i didn't have to worry about that so i think it was like that magical that magical like sense to the whole thing. Right. Like, yeah, I, I hope like I, we did like our Thanksgiving cook-off thing last year, but that was one of the first years that I really like cooked everything for Thanksgiving. Yeah. It's a lot of damn work, dude. I was where I was up until like one in the morning the night before, just making sure that I had like stuff that could be cooked early was cooked and done. And then woke up early the next day to start cooking the Turkey. It's just a lot of work that goes into this. It stuff. is a lot of work. And so, um, like my wife and I divide up all the, the Thanksgiving responsibilities. And so she'll have dishes. I'll have dishes. So we have that balance, uh, the balance of power. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But yeah. the, uh, it's not only like the stresses of like planning and hosting holidays. It's also the stresses of like having to deal with uh, family. Oh, yeah. Having, having set boundaries, both like for yourself and for them. And, I, and that's kind of the scope of what we're going to discuss today is just... Uh, keeping your focus and learning how to say this is what I'm doing and this is why I'm doing it. Leave me alone. Kind of the situation um, and setting those boundaries. So absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's what you need for the, uh, the holidays going forward. And I mean, that's, um, it's poignant, right? Cause I think a lot of us, especially after like the last well, almost two years now of the, of the pandemic going on, right? Like I think everyone's, it's like, maybe it's my my perception of it but it feels like things are kind of back open people are more open to traveling if you're not on american airlines that cancels 1600 flights in a day uh you know there's a uh, lot that, you mean southwest no it's american airlines too 
American American Airlines was hundreds. Southwest was thousands. I read so. the article today. It was sixteen hundred flights over the weekend. Tell well, me again. you know, tell me. Again. Sometimes you have to do that. Sometimes you have to cancel it. But Southwest you know, was like forty five hundred. So yeah. bury Southwest <laughs> before you bury American. I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't really realize that you were so in love with American Airlines. They're they're my airline of choice. You're playing yourself, man. Alaskan. They're the ones to go with. Uh, anyways, I think you know as the years have gone on or like the yeah, years of this pandemic have gone on now. It feels like we uh, might be opening to go like go see some more family. I know my wife actually just booked some tickets back home to California uh, to go see some family in December and asked if I wanted to go. And I was like, Oh dang, I have a conference to go to. So now I need to find a conference to go to, uh, to figure out how to get there, make that not a lie. <clears throat> but uh <laughs> You know, there's just a lot, uh, a lot going on, right? Like all your different family members, everyone's different, like political views. And I mean, I'm gonna go down a tangent and I don't hate for it to be like a political tangent, but like, is everything just way more like politics driven now? Like maybe I'm just older. So it's like a switch turn on my head to like acknowledge this stuff. But I feel like six, like maybe like what 10 years ago, I, I was, I did not even really know who the president was. That's that's sad. I mean, I knew obviously yeah. hyperbole, but like I I didn't really like I wasn't plugged into politics as much as, like as I am now, and just like everyone has an opinion on it, and people like draw like lines in the sand over it. Well, I mean that that's politics has always been, um, let's just say it politicized. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, the um. It's always been there, but how the world has changed in the last 20 years, like uh, thinking about the first presidential election that I voted for in 2004, mm-hmm. it's now the presidential election, the, the one just from 2020, the presidential election from there, like how everything was communicated, like there was just a few sources of media and now there's thousands upon thousands upon hundreds of thousands of resources of media sure. um, and not all of them are legit uh, at all and uh You've you see now more and more people that are learn listening and learning more, and I say learning as a uh, nice way to say they're not actually learning anything. Um, <laughs> being brainwashed more by the yeah. non facts and the, the stuff that's not factual at all, and uh, are more opinionated about it, and so pe- people mm-hmm. want to sh- share that opinion. Uh, people want reaction from that for both sides it's not just one side but for both sides no, absolutely they want to kind of stick the knife in and twist and yeah. then pour some salt over it so it's being that it's more uh poignant now than it was 20 years ago because of the access everyone has uh it's more of a pain point and uh it's it's kind of like what religion was <laughs> like 30 to 40 years ago you know how That's people it. are like oh this person doesn't go to church we're gonna have this discussion now yeah. it's like well, this person votes for Democrat or this person votes Republican, and that discussion's now in play, and that's what ruins the holidays. Is that and know, we can all agree that like libertarians are the worst, right? The what? The libertarians? <laughs> yeah, they're just the worst, right? They, I mean, they just they 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 have sets from both sides, and then they're like, we're just going to be like the way. I'm just outside. asking questions. I'm yeah. just asking questions. That's it. But it's no, it's I'm, a different world, man. Uh, it is. I, I, so I always think back to when we lived in California, we always had like the same holiday routine, right? So Christmas Eve, we would go to my aunt Colette's house and meet up with the family, uh, where my anti-vaccine 
aunt would always attend or my other aunt would always attend and uh that was always a shit show always a shit show yeah when i was a child my uh my dad's brother who passed away um july of 2018 um he was a just a staunch alcoholic like dude was a uh, when he was not drinking, he was one of the most personal people in the world. Like you just got along with him. He was friendly yeah. with everybody. Everybody liked him. When he was drinking, he was a piece of shit. And, and hide. Yeah, and so like uh, holidays with like in my mom's family is all insane. And if she listens to this episode, she'll also agree. Um, you know, she came from a Catholic family. Not saying Catholics are insane. Not saying that, but she had like four sisters and like three brothers. It was a, it was a very large catholic family yeah. parents were overbearing um and so as we got together with them it was more crazy than anything else and so there usually was like a a personal fight with one of the brothers or sisters or whatever it was but when it went to my dad's side um it was kind of like get prepared just in yeah. case uncle jeff is just gonna be shit-faced and cursing and then have to be sent to his room because he's not listening very well um and so those were my holidays, but like I still was excited about going. Like my parents kind of yeah. shielded me from that stuff. Uh, didn't shield me from what was happening because I'm in the living room and I can see grown ass adults like arguing. Uh, <laughs> and this guy, you know, saying that everybody's stealing money from him when he, in fact, stealing money from everybody else. Um, Projection. Yeah, just you know, just one of those things. Yeah. But it, it's a it's a different world, and as you grow up, like you start to see that things that your parents did. And your family did, or your guardians, whoever you you know were raised with, mm-hmm. things that they did, they shielded you. But sometimes they kind of shielded it too much, where there's now like boundary issues. Right. And I think uh, as we go through and what the pandemic has taught taught a lot of people is that you need to set your boundaries and you need to be okay with your boundaries, and understand the only people who get upset about you setting boundaries are the ones who are benefiting from you having none. None, and so right. those people are going to be more vocal when you start setting boundaries because you've always been a yes person and right. you've always been just the sidewalk for people. And as you go through your mental health journey, which is the most important thing to your, just your physical health journey, you have to create those boundaries, understand your boundaries and respect your own boundaries. Sure. So then in turn, you don't feel guilty by how people react to them. I mean, I think I, I'm sure I've talked about it on this podcast before. Honestly, I don't remember anything we've ever talked about. But, uh, you know, my my history with, like, my, my mother, right? Where, you know, she left me at a very long, young age and then came back into my life and was just very toxic. And um, I, don't, I don't say that lightly, right? Like, she was just very manipulative, this classic, like, narcissist, right? Like, everything's about her. It revolves around her. It's all about what she wants to get. And she would, like, emotionally manipulate everyone around her to get to that, uh, to that end. And... I always felt that obligation. She's your mother. You have to love her, right? Like I've been told that so many times in my life. Like, well, yeah, she's she's not a perfect person. No one is, right? But like, she's your mother. You have to love her. And it's like, I got to a point when my son was born where that's not true, right? I don't have to put up with this person. I don't have to tolerate this person, especially if every interaction gives me anxiety. Every interaction makes me spiral and is unhealthy for me. Right. At the end of the day, like I don't, I don't owe her anything. And that took a long time, like into my late twenties to figure that out. Mm -hmm. And 
in that it's, you know setting it's setting usually around the time when you're having kids like yeah i mean that's yeah. like it was my son was two days old when i told my mother like either you choose sobriety or you choose a, a life that you know your grandson and her response was i need to think about it and that's I'm like, okay yeah, that's, that's your that's your answer. drug of choice yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so uh you know i i can kind of be light about it now but like my mother has like gotten into my life a couple times she reaches out a lot and it's a challenge right uh especially i think a lot of people know that like i have a new sister or quote unquote, it's been like three years now but uh you know she was put up for adoption we met when again we were in our late 20s and she uh she just met our mother earlier this year i want to say oh yeah and of course like you know i she facetimed me and didn't like it kind of hid her phone so that like our mother didn't know that like I was there, but I still heard everything. And so like, she's been a part of my life still. And yeah. that's been a challenge, right? Where like, you know, these people always can get their hooks in some way or another. And, uh, <laughs> for, for my birthday, speaking of that, she sent me a text message that said, happy birthday. My dog died to that effect. Right. And I'm like, how do I respond to this? Like, what, what do I even say? What is the appropriate response? Thanks. Question mark. Question mark. <laughs> exactly. And so it's, uh, it's a trip, right? Like, and I, I've maintained that boundary, right? When she texts me, happy birthday, my dog's dead. <laughs> you should be like, I'm a, well, I'm happy for him. So <laughs> like, do I just say thanks? Like, but no, like, do I, like, I, I just didn't respond. Right. And I don't owe her a response. I don't owe her anything. And, and she's really good about like, starting off these text messages and she's one to just put like so many words on it that yeah. will say uh i don't know how to begin this like i don't know i don't know where to start with this and it's like it's not a start this isn't the start you don't you don't you don't dictate when this starts right if if i get to the point where i'm like okay i i'm happy to entertain a conversation and go that route fantastic that is completely in my like my wheelhouse to, to do Yep. And that's, that's what I wanted to bring up on this podcast, you know, talking about going into the holidays, right? Where like family is always very much a, a center piece of family, right? Like that's, that's why we celebrate. We meet with our family mm -hmm. and that may be your family of choice, right? Friends that you yeah. along the way. But oftentimes that means like your blood relatives that you may have cut ties with, right? Like some, somehow they'll be there. You know, there's a lot of families that were just like kind of manipulate situations to like get you and that person in the same room. And that's, that's not right, but it happens. Yeah. And so for anyone in that situation, like it's, it's completely acceptable to just remove yourself from the situation say, Hey, I, I can't be here. I'm sorry. And, and leave. Right. Yeah. You're going to get people upset with you that that happens, but they'll get over it. And if they yeah. don't, uh, is it a big deal? No, I mean, because, I mean, think about it. Setting boundaries is not about keeping people away. It's more of just uh, an act of, like, a powerful act of just, like, self-love and so and self-care. So just the, the just this, the situation yourself is how you think about your yourself, especially during the holidays and during these family gatherings, even during friend, friendly gatherings, just the, the people that you call family. Yeah. Uh, it's okay to not be around people that you know trigger you. Uh, because a mental trigger is also going to be something that affects your, uh, overall, uh, physical and wellness journey as well, because sure. those mental triggers are the ones that set it off and makes you, make you think you need something to yeah. count to, to, you know, to counteract, uh, the way you're feeling. So you, you, you have this like emptiness or something like that. And so 
having the respect for yourself to set those boundaries right off the bat, uh, you're not disappointed like what it might seem as you disappointing others. And actually it's not, it's yourself actually stepping up for yourself. You're actually doing yeah. more for yourself by setting those boundaries and uh, respecting your own boundaries, because if they're not willing to, then fuck them. Like, honestly, just move on. Yeah. It's, 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 a, it's a strange thing as you grow older. You start to, and I think generationally-wise, you start to see um, habits from past relationships, past family members, things that are, you know, if people that are actually like your siblings or your parents, that their behaviors are not benefiting you by any means and nobody has to like give in to you and i'm not talking about this as like hey they're not putting out pork rinds instead of potato chips you know what i mean like it it's it's more of like how they make you feel and as something the pandemic has taught people is mental health is so it's it's a serious situation and it matters so much more now as people developed more you know and understood more because of what we were going through nobody had gone through before you know, people right. that, you know, 1918, like the Spanish flu, how many of those people are still alive? Not very many. Let's be straightforward. Some of them are, but they were like infants. And so they don't remember it. No. But like, what's a baby know about a plague? Yeah. What does a baby know about a plague? You know, the, so that's the whole situation is that I, I, people are coming more into more into like themselves to understand and to respect their boundaries. And my wife and I joke about this all the time is that TikTok is full of therapy. Like, there's a lot of people that are therapists that have their own TikTok accounts. And sometimes we go to TikTok just for therapy. And, you know, if not, if you, not therapy, like, because well, it's your own personal therapy, like you're well, finding that, you're finding something that you can relate to. That's, yeah, you're finding that's and a little there's, there's, like, there's a lot of there's not like there, but, terrible advice on there. No, but there are, I mean, depending on what you're looking at, and this is where I'm talking about boundaries mm -hmm. sake for it is because there are times that you go to TikTok. And there are therapists that are out there. There are licensed therapists that are out there that are you know, discussing things and saying, hey, this is something that, you know, this is a trigger. This is a trigger, blah, 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 blah. And it kind of can like help you figure out yourself and figure out behaviors of individuals that you know. And just to, just to get more personal is that as, as families change, you, you have a blended family, your, your families change a little bit. And so people can move into the family and move out of the family all the time. And it, it's, a, it's a continued rotation. And we're going through a situation with a family member who's marrying somebody that uh, hasn't taken the time nor has tried to actually like get to know us right. and for us to get to know them. And we're just expected to love this person as if they're just been in the family for thousands of years and to bend over backwards, to do everything we can to satisfy their needs, both the person and the person that's coming in. And right. so rather than do that, we're doing our own thing still yeah. respecting what they're doing, but at the same point in time saying, well, this is how we're going to do it. Sure. And it, it's one of those things as it, when you, when you look at it from the outside and if there's only one voice, if that voice is the person that's having the boundary set against, mm -hmm. then their story is that we're a complete asshole. Sure. But in actuality, we're doing more for our own like mental health, for our own personal space and we're respecting us and we're respecting our kids more by keeping them away from situations that be could be become more toxic than they should yeah absolutely and like these narcissistic 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 behaviors and passive aggressive behaviors mm -mm. you don't have to tolerate them 
Not at all. You don't. Like it's it, you don't need to feel guilty about that because all you're doing in turn is actually hurting yourself mentally because you're just letting yourself excuse me, I got hit hiccup, get beat up for no reason at all. Yeah. And if you can stop that, create the boundary and respect your boundary, don't mm-hmm. feel bad about it. You, then you now you see wait a second, I'm not the asshole of this equation. Everybody on that side, that person's side can think I'm an asshole. But if sure. they don't know the actual true story, I don't give it. Like, I know my truth. I know yeah. what the truth is. It doesn't matter what those people think anymore because I'm comfortable in my choice. And that's the situation. And, that and for them, right? People are, like, hating, people are afraid of that right now. But for like on the other side of it, right? Like their perception may be their reality, right? Like maybe to them, you are an asshole does their opinion matter right and that, that's i think another kind of trend that we've looked at through and through this podcast is like yeah it's so easy to compare yourself to others it's so easy to like judge yourself off what others think of you but does it matter like it absolutely does not and it's so easy to talk about this stuff right but when you're not like like i don't know anyone's individual family dynamic it can be a challenge like i know personally when you know you have certain people that you can't talk about certain things with or you know oh don't don't bring up this around this person it's like why are we tiptoeing around it, guys? Like, uh, if uh, I think I'm just at a point now where I, I just I care less about like what these like family members may think. But if I'm yeah. not if I'm not cool with something, if I don't want to be a part of the situation, I'm just not going to be a part of it. Yeah. And if if a situation goes south, right? Um, I don't even like I was debating whether I should talk about this, but my uh, my wife's family, uh, their dad left when she was really young, when she was like six. And so, uh, her younger brothers like have some memories, but not a lot. And there's a right way and a wrong way to go about things, right? People can atone and change, but like the people that like have been wronged don't owe that person anything. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so, but like, that's not how a lot of the family sees it. And so the, the grandma and then my wife's dad, show up to one of Macy's younger brother's uh, jobs, just show up and like corner him almost. It's like, what do you expect to happen out of this situation? Like why, like, this is not the way that you reintroduce yourself into the life 20 years later. No. Yeah. There, like, and it's, it's, it is not on your terms to decide when these things happen. Exactly. And uh, I don't know. I just, I don't understand some of these old, ways of thinking like oh well, family's everything like family family ain't shit sometimes and <laughs> no it, i mean your truth because but here's here's kind of like the caveat to what you're saying because there's a balance there uh and i literally wrote this down this morning uh after we started you know talking about what we were going to discuss today yeah um and i heard this on a tiktok and i just was like you know i'm gonna, I'm gonna write it down and it said boundaries aren't about trying to control somebody or make them change your boundaries are not to control them it's no. not and the rule of thinking and just like you said your wife's dad and you know grandmother are trying to control that situation and so they're putting boundaries on that person they say oh we're going to go to your work and we're going to tell you how we want this relationship to go but that's not how it is boundaries are about establishing how you want to be treated Mm -hmm. it's about self-preservation in a chaotic or dangerous environment and a path to a healthy relationship and so that's what it's about you you setting boundaries is not you controlling that person it's control. It's it's setting the way that you want to be treated, yeah, and if that absolutely. person cannot respect the way that you want to be treated, then you can walk away knowing, hey, I made the choice to do this because mm-hmm. of how they wanted to control the situation. 
now you're in control of your own selves. And that's the situation is that with your, I feel bad for your, your wife's brother having to deal with that situation because I'm like, can you, can you leave? Like yeah. it's, it blows my mind that that's, thankfully that's he was situation. able to just like, he, he kind of caught sight of what was happening and just like walked to the back room. He's like, no, I'm not, I'm not having any of this. Like, yeah, this is- <laughs> there's employees only for a reason. Yep. Um, but even, even then that, like, so I'm going to be a, a very open book here. Uh, and I, again, I think it's all stuff I touched on before, but, um, my, my grandpa was the one that raised me when he passed away, you know, I kind of lost touch of a lot of family from that. Right. Like it, he was just like the, the linchpin that held everyone together. Um, one of my uncles, my, my grandpa's, one of my grandpa's sons, uh, just always was a fucking jerk. Like, yeah. uh, he was just always just the worst person in every situation. And he's trying to find atonement. He's trying to like, for, like find forgiveness. And that's, that's all well and good. I, I just, I, I'm at, at a point in my life where like, I don't, I, I'm not angry at him. I don't, I don't, I just don't care. Like, I just don't want to be associated with the man. I just don't want to, Yeah, I don't want him in my life at the very end of it. Right. I, I, there's no grudge there. I don't hate them, but I just, I don't want him in my life. And he messaged me on Facebook of all places uh, and said, Hey, uh, I'm sorry for how I always treated you, but I want you to know that I blame you for my dad dying. And I'm like, how, how is this the path to healing? <laughs> like, yeah. like again, his, that's his perception, right? He, he made wholeheartedly blame me for it. And I was 15 when my grandpa died. I was a child, right? Yeah. Am I responsible? No. I think logically anyone can look at that situation and understand that. But for him, that may be his, his truth, right? I can't control that. Yeah. I can control that. Like, I, I don't want him in my life. I don't want my son to be a part of that side of the family. Right. Like, yeah. And another big conversation I've had with my wife before. Right. Cause like I would, my mother time and time again has, has let me down anytime that I needed something out of her. It, it always went to me getting let down. Right. Yeah. And Macy's mom is so fantastic. Like she lives, you know, a few States away. She lives in California and we don't get to see her as often, but like we FaceTime with her like once a week, Holden like knows her, he'll like read books to her over FaceTime when she's here. She is just all about it. Like she's next to Holden the entire time. And it is, uh, it's crazy because I've I've had this conversation with my wife where I told her like, I would rather explain to Holden, you know, every day why my mother's not in his life, why he doesn't have that same relationship with, with his grandma on my side. Yeah. Than to let her disappoint him once. Right. Yeah. And it's, it was a hard thing to come around to, but it's like, and, and again, I think it, it's easier when you have kids because it's less about you at that point. It's more about them. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, like I can't control what other people do, right? You don't put boundaries on other people, but I definitely put like guide rails and boundaries on Holden's life. I don't want him to have the same struggles and, and stuff that I went through that I was, I was very unhappy with as a kid. So and I, I think more of like the boundaries that you're saying right here, it's a boundary for yourself. Like you have those boundaries built in play for how you want to be treated by your mother. Yeah. Um, but it's a filter that you've put in play to ensure that your son's not uh, uh, introduced and, you know, affected by that toxic behavior. Exactly. Um, because the way we grew up, that toxic behavior is uh, it's generational. 
It truly yeah. is because, uh, and you, you think about it like baby boomers and like, you know, like uh, the, the generations before that, these individuals just continue to pass their toxic behavioral traits onto the yep. next generation. And it's a vicious cycle. And now you have more, you have people that are more uh, cognitive about how they want to be treated, how they're going to filter things into their life sure. uh, and how they can, um, how they can avoid that type of behavior being put onto their kids. Because I had like, like straightforward to, to go through, like, it's not, I had a great relationship with my mom and dad growing up. Like my parents were amazing. Yeah. Um, and I'm, that's the difference between you and I is it's just different upbringings, but like when it came into like a grandparent's sake, you had grandfather, you had a grandfather took amazing care of you. I had amazing grandfathers, but I had really shitty grandparents. I had really shitty grandmothers, really yeah. shitty. And, uh, I've shielded my children from those women, my entire adult upbringing. And I made that conscious decision when I was a child, a teenager to say, yeah. I really don't want my kids around. I, I, I mean, unfortunately, as you know, they, they knew one of them, they know, yeah. they knew one of them. She died just last year. And, um, like they knew her because she lived in the same town as my dad. And so when we would visit my dad, they'd see her. But she was just a crotchety old lady. That's all she was to them. Like she was their you know, great grandma. Sure. But my, my mom's mom, um, my kids don't even know her. Literally don't even know her. And uh, my wife and I discussed this just, I think, yesterday or even Saturday mm-hmm. that we were talking about this, that uh, as we were going through like the family trauma, the generational trauma that's been put on to yeah. different things. I said, you know, what's weird is that I, I knew my great grandparents. I knew I, when, when, I was a, when I was a little kid, like I only had like two of them. But I knew my great grandparents. I knew who they were. Mm-hmm. Uh, my great grandmother was amazing. Like she was sweetest lady. She was she was a firecracker. Um, but like my parents didn't have to protect me from that person. And I said, I have to protect my child from these people because, and I have to filter that type of toxic behavior because I don't want my kids to see my reaction to that person. Absolutely. Um, and then they have a, a distrust to their parent, their grandparents, because of how I feel about my grandparents. Right. And um, it's about just changing that trauma and like putting an end to it, kind of the situation. Absolutely. Like, and like, uh, like we we started talking about like the perception of my great grandmother that's still alive, my 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 grandma that's still alive, their great grandmother, is that she literally has zero relationships with any of her grandchildren and any of her great grandchildren, and she's gonna have to die with that, knowing the type of behavior that she had, the who she was. Yeah. And like. And like I said, you know, my wife said, how sad is that, that you're towards the later years of your life. And this is when you're supposed to be recognized and like loved a little bit more like this is, sure. you know, that's the outside perception. And that's like the hallmark perception, like this person's old and they're getting closer to death. So we have to respect more of this. Right. But how lonely is it that you see that? And, uh, and I said, you know, but it makes me, it doesn't make me feel bad because she chose that, that that's yeah. the life she chose. Um, and I said, and her being alone is extremely reflective of her behavior towards Absolutely. the people that she was around the, you know, quote unquote loved ones. And so, um, what we're doing and what you've done with your son, especially is just protect him from that toxic behavior. So he doesn't have to be erased around that to think that's okay. And that's, that's the biggest thing. Uh, like I said, with, like with, with my mother, it, it always just like is the holidays. Like so, like my my like her mom, my grandma. Uh, anytime I talk to my grandma, she's like, "Well, your mom's trying. You know, she's 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 like she's putting in like a lot of effort right now." It's like, 
to what? What is she putting effort into? Like herself. And like anytime yeah. I, like I would start a conversation with my mother, she'd be like, you know, I'm just, I'm finally doing things for me. It's like, you've done things for you your entire life. That's why we're in this behavior. That's yeah. why we're in this predicament. This is who yeah. you are. And, and that's, that's fine for you to be that person. But like, I, I I'm just not going to be, I'm not going to play into it. Like, I'm happy for you that like you are experiencing some sort of internal growth or the whatever way that you're looking at this, but how she's interpreting what she's doing is experiencing internal growth. Like this is her, yeah. own, her own narcissistic interpretation. Absolutely. Yeah. Of what she's doing, because it's the same way on my wife's side of the family, yeah. um, what she's doing. Uh, usually when you get into an age um, that you're retired, mm-hmm. um, you get closer to your grandkids so you can actually see your grandkids. Yeah. And um, she used the reasoning and uh, she used the reasoning one time, you know, I'm finally doing something for myself. And I wanted to ask because the last 14 years, I mean, she's been a widow for 14 years. Yeah. Uh, what have you done in the last 14 years? Right. Because any legacy that her spouse left behind mm-hmm. for her children and grandchildren has been spent and, you know, done for her you know this is for me you know this is this is all about me exactly Uh, this is gonna make me feel good right um but (laughs) it always blows my mind because it's like so what was the last 14 years that that i've known you like because all you've done is stuff for yourself that's all you've done and now you have an opportunity to and uh, like you having a relationship you moving closer to your family to have a relationship with your grandkids is 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 beneficial as a whole because it's awesome to say that. And like, I've, I've had discussions with this, Mike, cause my mom lives two and a half hours away, but she yeah. makes, she makes it a point to come to things as much as she can. Right. She's still a full-time working person. Like she's not retired. My mom's not retired, but she makes, she makes the time to come in. in. Yeah. She puts the effort in. Now she's fucked up in her life and she's had to atone for that, but sure. it wasn't like she, like when she fucked up, did I cut it off? No. Like it was more of like, I set up the boundaries. She respected the boundaries and she got back into where she was at because she, she did the work and I, I did the work to make sure that I could heal and that my family could heal from, you know, family issues. Uh, sure. But my, my mother-in-law on the other hand, nothing is ever wrong with her. Right. It's always now if my husband was still alive, this wouldn't be, and then be emotional. It's always, a, well, I'm always alone. And I'm like, you're not actually alone. You're always surrounded by people. You, you have a perception of your loneliness, but it's your way of making people feel sorry for you and gaslighting people to feel bad for you. Absolutely. And that's, that's the behavior that we're saying to you all that you don't have to tolerate. Like, not it's just not like, like, it's one of those, like, well, you know, like it's my mom. Yeah, it's your mom, but you're you. Like, who's who's taking <laughs> care of you? You exactly. know what I mean? Like, it's not your fault. Like, your your uncle saying it's your fault that your grandfather died. I mean, was it was it you that made him drink? Like, were you the one that re- drove him to drinking? No, that's just who is that was just his toxic trait. Yeah. He drove himself to that. It's his own personal exactly. choices. That it's not a fifteen year old kid that you know took care of him for the last few years of his life because nobody else was around. So, your uncle again. It just pisses me off that that's their narcissistic behavior. That's their way of saying, okay, I'm, I'm holding up a mirror, but I'm holding it up where it only shows my ear. Like I can only see a piece of my ear and that's all. Cause I don't want to see my whole face. I'm just going to see my ear. Cause this, cause I don't want to see the actual picture that I want to look at. And again, I, I think it's important to talk about these things that like family can be toxic and the holidays kind of bring all these stuff around. Right. We're like, 
one thing my mother always always does is like if you call out like hey this like w- w- your actions hurt me in this way she's like well you did this and then give give you an example of how you hurt her and i was like i mildly inconvenienced you at best but i mean outside of that like mm-hmm. this isn't this isn't this isn't a, a back and forth this isn't battleship right? no that's like, what it is that's what it is to them yeah uh, it, it's you know tit for tat where it's just like fucking bad it's chill <laughs> Yeah, just throwing landmines out until something hits. D five. Right? <laughs> God damn it, you sunk it. Uh, and so it's it's rough, right? And I, I'm at the point now where like, I don't know, maybe maybe it is me, right? Because I'm, I'm looking at like the different family relationships I have, <laughs> and I, like my oldest sister, I I I remove myself out of that situation as well because it was always like this, like pain Olympics, right? Like. I'm hurt worse than you. I'm this, I'm that. And it's like, I'm not going to go back and forth on this. Like everyone's worst day is exactly that. It, it's, it is their worst day. Right. And comparing who's scars longer, who's deeper, who was hurt more. That doesn't serve anything. Right. Uh, it's where you choose to live. And if you want to live in your pain, Hey, more power to you. There's healthier things to do. Right. There's, there's better ways to live your life, but it's not on me to tell you how to do that. It's not on me to get you out of that, that position. Mm-hmm. If you ask me for help, absolutely. I am there for you 100%. But I'm not going to go into this like dark abyss of hatred and self-loathing to pull you out of it, right? Like I I I don't have it in me to do that. And I guess to, to not round this out altogether, but like to put a like I think the reason that we we're, we're sharing what we are today is that like everyone has a terrible family relationship, right? Like it is a part of being yeah. a family that like you are related to people that are intrinsically going to be terrible to you, whether they're good people outside of that or not. Like sometimes just two people are not going to see eye to eye and they're going to treat each other poorly because of it and lean on the fact that they're family to say like, well, it's okay. It's family. Right. And it's okay for you to like, say like, I'm not going to participate in this. Right. You don't have to. And I mean, in, in these things, right, like where it's easy to like confront them, but not, not, maybe not easy to confront them, but it's like the, I think a lot of go to reactions, like I'm going to confront them and I'm going to say, say my piece and then leave. Like, you don't you don't have to do that. Like, no, you can just leave and say. And then if you do confront someone in this, like the better way to go about it is to say a lot of I statements. Right. Like I feel this way because of this, yeah, you can't right? say like, you. Yeah. The you yeah. is going to be the one. That's- yeah, that's going to just start a whole war. You're going to go back and forth. Families get divided over that kind of crap, right? Like if you just say like, I'm just not going to participate in this. Yeah, that is a perfectly fine statement. And they're going to say anything that they can to get that reaction out of you, right? Where mm-hmm. you do have to just kind of weather that storm, right? And- yeah, the, the I statements. And so like, like you mentioned that weathering the storm, but like if you create the I statements and not a you statement, like it's right. more of like, and I, I, I used to coach um, a lot of my old employees uh, when they were, you know, leaving the job sure. uh, and going through exit interviews uh, and having those, you know, those tough discussions with, you know, corporate behaviors and stuff like that is that everything needs to be an I, because if you say you, none of the situation uh, they they won't they won't listen. But if it right. says like I uh, feel like I need um, a relationship with a manager or a corporate you know like an, uh, with a, a corporate executive that provides better feedback, and I feel like I didn't get that here. Like sure. you didn't say you have a shitty manager or you have this. It, you're saying is that 
instead of saying you guys have this horrible management system outside of this person you're right. saying this is what i need i didn't get it here so i'm going and the issue is is that if you say well you've been a horrible such and such brother sister or mother whatever you want to say right you've been such a horrible you 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 if you're not holding up that reflective mirror to say hey i this is what I want. Then you're not really setting boundaries. All it is is just to them, it's going to be a personal attack and sure. they're going to get defensive of it. They're still going to be defensive no matter what, even though you're doing something they're pissed off at. But if you create right. the I statements, they people might not be recognizable enough to, to, to feel like, hey, this is what they're saying to me. Uh, some people are because they're narcissistic and they'll be like, oh, look, oh, so this is what you're saying? And you're like, yeah, in the nutshell, but I, I've made it as an I <laughs> statement. So absolutely. You have to. So it's the I instead of you is a, is a massive, like a massive way to kind of like diffuse and prevent like yeah. blowups. It doesn't mean it's going to be like hundred percent preventable, but yeah. it lessens that impact a little bit. It lessens a little bit and uh, maybe will help them think about it differently. Will it? But at the, at the, Probably I mean, not. Just to bounce off that, like it is not your responsibility to make them think about no. the situation. Like nothing you say or do will ever have them confront their issues and no, their not. their partner. And so that that I statement also needs to be for you to say, I can't control their actions on this, right? I can control mine. And so yeah. if you can, if you go into it with that mindset to say like, I am not going to take part in this. I'm not going to have this conversation. And, and it doesn't have to be like this huge, like I'm going to cut you out of my life thing, but it can just be a simple, like, like I'm just not, I'm not going to talk about that. Like if someone brings up a topic that's sensitive to you, and you'd rather not go into that uh, kind of shitstorm. Just say, "Hey, I, I'm not going to talk about that." Yeah, that's gonna the, get some dip. Yeah, I'm gonna get some dip, and I'm a you know, you guys got chicharrones because that's yeah. what I need right now. So exactly right uh, from our our last you know holiday episode, you brought you brought your keto friendly snacks, so you need to just go to that you know yeah. The guacamole. That's what you have you have to do if uh, if the meal itself is not exactly. keto friendly. I have I have uh, a situation that will benefit you guys if you guys to go to our sponsor for the month of fall, Ooh, uh, fall. eat proper good. Take your to go food with you. Take your ninety second meal ready to go. Uh, yes. Heat and eat in ninety seconds. You just throw it in the microwave, pour it in a bowl, and get to enjoy yourself a self meal. If you won't feel guilty about it, and let me tell you, like you get a cool ass spoon that your family will be pissed off by because it's your spoon. Yeah, it's your spoon. So order that soup from our friends at Eat Proper Good. They have every single lifestyle, man. Gluten-free, keto-friendly, dairy-free, uh, vegan as well. Yeah. So it, it hits all different lifestyles out there. And you're comfortable around the, uh, the table in case they don't have keto-friendly options. So keep that uh, ready-to-heat package with you in your backpack, your purse, your back yeah. pocket. It's not very big. I mean, those big chunky jeans are coming in place. So Jinko jeans, put them in your side pocket, man, before you jump on your skateboard. Uh, do, but, you, do you have a pair of those? No, I never wore those, man. Never wore those. <laughs> I um, want to get a pair. It, you know, they're, they're, they're big and popular again, but it's the same point in time. I'm like, no, I'm never going to do that. Uh, probably more expensive than they were back in the day. Probably way more expensive nowadays because of course the nineties trends are back. I, I never thought the nineties would come back, but um <laughs> You can go to eatpropergood.com, check out, add the code butter to your just, checkout. Just add the code butter. Yeah, B-U-T-T-E-R is all you have to type in. I do it all capitals just because I feel like it. Yeah, you have to because it's important. I don't. I never hit the caps lock though. I just hold the shift key and then type each letter. 
feels so more you, impactful that way. You feel like, like you're I'm making a statement. You're like, this is a statement that I'm making. Yeah. And the statement that you are making with butter is you get 15% off your 15% purchase. 15% off your order, yeah. So go for it. Eatpropergood.com. Anyways, uh, I think the other side of the holidays, right? And something that like, now that I, I, I guess I kind of am like a full adult, like I'm in my 30s, uh, <laughs> maybe isn't as, as stressful now, but like, I learned Holiday, on TikTok like, the other day that men don't mature until their 50s. And so, hell yeah. You, Macy's probably a full blown adult right now. I'm not. I know that. So, Molly's probably a full blown adult. And, but you and I, we're not going to mature until we're in the 50s sometime. So, is that when you become like just like, you become that mature old but, man that those, Do I just go those, by Steve then? Stev. Well, no, Stev is who I am now. Do I just Captain, add a letter? Captain Stev. So, Captain, Captain Stev, just put Captain in front of your name. That's what's going to happen when you mature. It's like, does he drive a boat? Does he drive a plane? Like, what does he drive? Why is he a captain? <laughs> How did he do it? <laughs> Why is that, though? A uh, complete side tangent here. Why is it if you, you know, captain a boat, captain a plane, like you're captain, but like I drive a car every day. Yeah. And I'm not captain. And there's captain chairs in cars. Isn't that kind of weird? Yeah. You know? And then, just, I mean, sometimes you just cap in some crunch. So he got, he just, he just rolled cereal. Want, if you want the whole ass roof of your mouth, just cut destroyed. Yeah. So, <laughs> but he's capping and then it's just destroying your inner uh, mouth. That's it. <laughs> uh, anyways, I forgot where we were going with that altogether now. I just, now I want to be maturing, stuck maturing. So no, no, I just want to be a pilot when I'm mature. <laughs> no, but like, that, that's the whole thing, right? Like, uh, you know, I, I don't know where we're going. Honestly, I, I thought I had it. I, ha- I had like a, I had a, a trail and then it, it was gone again. Uh, I, lost I, took, I took it. I took you off the trail from Captain Steph. Yeah. Now I'm just, I'm really just stuck on why, why can't I pilot my yeah. car? I really want my, what if I buy a Honda a... pilot? Can I be, can I, can I, I don't know, pilot? but uh, could you pilot pilot or is it pilot you as a car captain and oh. you're just the passenger? So, yeah. but then the Honda passenger, like what well, Honda's just throwing it all off, man. Dude. They just, <laughs> According to Honda, man, it's just not a very civic. You're, thing to talk not, about. you're never going to be a captain. <laughs> you see what I did with uh, Accord and Civic too? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's pretty easy right now. So. <laughs> what else did they have? Uh, they had the Element. Yeah, yeah. The Element. You remember why Element? Do, why did like they like? Box. Why did they target that to just dog owners? Like that was that was like like you want a dog? Here's your car. <laughs> Here's your car. It looks like shit, but just drive it. Good gas pile. Uh, those are cool looking. Oh man, they were awful looking. They had so. a suicide door. You can't any, not, anything with a suicide door is not going to be like bad, right? It's automatically P- cool. PT Cruiser did not have suicide doors. Oh, some of them did, bro. They had like PT Bruisers and PT Woodies and all this stuff. Like they're all stupid. So, yeah. but the PT Cruiser was super popular. Is that super uh, popular. They had like the turbo one that was essentially like an SRT4 under it just like rebadge like the uh-huh. neon srt4 pt cruiser turbo same thing yeah well, they had a quick. they had a convertible one that uh michael scott drove in the office so yeah just it's Brittany bitch it's Brittany bitch uh all right well there was there was for the first half of this podcast it, it was, was very serious spot on yeah we were in it and now you guys are back to just add butter you guys yeah you guys said we were possessed by the ghost of uh dr <laughs> phil <laughs> I think I needed this, man. It's Monday. I was like at a conference last week. That was a trip. Fort Worth is a weird town. 
It's a Texas town, bro. It's a it's it's popular. Oh, so, Texas. dude, it was dead. It was this, the city dead or the, I was the walking conference to like, dead? Like the, the conference area. The conference was popping. But I was walking to like the conference, like the stuff around the conference hall there, and man, there's just like no one walking around the streets. That's no lame. one, no one getting dinner. Um, just you. Yeah, me and like the my buddy the homeless guys. So, do you see any of them? That's pretty good then. They just got their they got their own jobs, man. So hopefully, that's awesome. But speaking of, our, I, I just honestly speaking of our sponsor, uh, since all those hotels have like that little like break room or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, or like the little pantry thing, they have a microwave, microwave right there. Mm-hmm. I brought a soup with me. Stay that's like it's it's true. I I actually took a soup with me on the road the other day, and uh, when I stopped to do some reports at a hotel, just pulled my laptop out, pulled my iPad out, so I just connect the hotspot. Yeah. The little you know the little restaurant area, the nook that's yeah. in the lobby. Absolutely. I just used the microwave, pour it in the bowl, and I went to town on my 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 red pepper meatball soup. Yeah, that's good. I mean, stuff, I was man. like, I'm the only one there in that hotel lobby anyway, so they were just. Wait, doing so, that. are Who we set? This guy. I know this is like doing logistics on the show, but like, are we set for the 14th to have a CEO on? Yeah, we're set. So we'll have uh, Christopher Jane on the 14th. Excellent. Gonna be a good show. Uh, anyway, so back to the holidays, right? Holidays coming up. Oh, I know what I was gonna say now because. Uh, I was going to say, now that I'm an adult, it's not much of an issue because I can actually save money and, and budget for these things. When I was younger, my 20s, dude, I was like, I was stressed out trying to buy. He's like, like, my wife's family does like this, oh. like holiday, like you pick this person, you have to buy them a bunch of gifts. White like, elephant, yeah. This is going to bankrupt me. <laughs> this is secret Santa. You're like, like is... I better get money from whoever has me so that I can just get through the holiday season. <laughs> so like I'm... Joe Exotic, I'm never going to financially recover. <laughs> dude, that's this. how it felt every so... year. <laughs> It was awful. And then like, I never know what to get like my wife at all. Like she's just like the hardest person to shop for. Does she have a Pinterest? No, not the one that she's active in. I oh. know what she wants, but I, I'm not going to spend $2,600 on the MacBook Pro. Oh, I thought you meant the, <laughs> the penis enlargement. So no, hers is big enough. <laughs> I knew I was hoping that you would go with something like that <laughs> yeah. because I was going to go not, not yours, but hers. So, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. but hers is big enough. So BDE, bro. BDE. <laughs> so, uh, no, it's uh, that's another thing that stresses people out is the finances of the holidays. Yeah. Um, fucking Thanksgiving, if you're hosting a Thanksgiving, it's stupid expensive. Um, Absolutely. And then uh, Christmas is just like a month later. And you have to mm-hmm. like, if you have kids, you, you want to make sure that's magical. Um, and they have these like good memories. And it's not like the gifts. It's not literally the, the gifts of everything. It's just how like the... It's the experiences that are all there. Um, yeah. Like, cause I want my kids to remember, you know, what, what we do leading up until Christmas and um, not just what they receive. Because I mean, that was what, with my family, it was more of like, you know, I remember doing this, this, and this, and this. Sure. Um, and like, hardly do I remember like the gifts that I got, like hardly do I remember that. And so um, it's more of the experiences. And so that's, it's stressful. It truly is stressful to make sure that if you have those kids, if you're a single parent or you're, you know, a joint parent and you're trying to like host it and stuff like that, you know, kind of like balance off schedules. It's, it's a tough world. These holidays really put yeah. uh, a, uh, a massive amount of stress on us as we go through. Uh, so like last night was, was Halloween or yesterday was Halloween. And uh, last year, since it was like in the thick of the pandemic, we just set up like, uh, I built some coffin shelves and put them on the end of the driveway. I had like pre-bagged candy for people to come by and just take. We didn't really take Holden around anywhere. 
this year he was Captain America and we like got to do, we didn't only hit like three or four streets, but like every house had like candy. Some of the, like, I know I live in a good neighborhood because we had places giving out full-size candy bars here. Yeah. I saw, I saw on the stories yesterday, bro. Um, but dude, it was so funny. Cause like we'd stop at a house, holding would do is like trick or treat, you know, say thank you, all that kind of stuff. And then we'd leave their house. He's like, we're going to other people's houses to get candy. Like, I'm this like, is real once this is a year really happening <laughs> once a year. And then we wrapped up and then set up to like, you know, give out candy from our, candy, yeah. our, our, our driveway. And, uh, he was like, other people are coming to my house to get candy. I'm like, yeah, dude. Like, it was just like the most magical thing for him. And he was just so like blown away by the whole thing. Yeah. It was great. It was a good time. I mean, that's, that's, I was Bob Ross last night. So it was, uh, I saw that. It, was a, it was a good night, man. It was a make good a, night. You make a good, uh, Bob Ross, man. I, I have the beard. So I was like, I, I have all, the, all I had to do was buy a wig. That's all yeah. I had to do. And the could've kids that we were, tri- I could have, but like, I'm not doing that. Um, but I bought a wig at like Spirit Halloween. Yeah. Um, and like my son's best friend, who we've known for a few years now, but his name's James. Um, James thought it was my real hair. I was like, yeah, I paid that fifteen dollars for that good wig, you know, like that's uh, <laughs> that good wig. So, and then my other son's friends, his sister was uh, also there. His family was there. That is like his friend's family was there. So his little sister was there, and I took my wig off at the end of the thing, and she was blown away that it wasn't my hair. And I was like, no, it's you know, it was just a wig. So, and she's like, oh my god. I was like, is it? Is it just the kids' stuff? Like, is it just like because everybody's blown away by the the magic of just the the Halloween? And I was yeah. like, it's kind of crazy. We did we did different like we we went to a different neighbor this neighborhood this year, and a couple of houses had some full size candy bars. And I was like, there you go. I like That's that. It's a trend, man. They had people that set up a little um like there's more of like experiences now. Like I was yeah. just mentioning like for the holidays, um and this is like the coolest thing. And like next year, I'm gonna pl- probably do this is just sit outside and uh grill up some hot dogs and have like stuff to hand parents to like get get a beer like put put up my yeti out there and give oh, parents dude. like a beer oh, or yeah. like a seltzer so they can have their own little fun while they're uh my neighbor across the street shots of tequila that's what i'm saying like i was like you know it's <laughs> not just for the parents it's it's more of an experience and so the kids will have full-size candy bars and the the, the parents will have like seltzers and hot dogs i just was like you know that's what i want to do yeah. and so that's uh that's gonna be the next year uh to do that because the experience of it was like really cool um, we didn't hand out candy this year for the first time ever because um, we got back late and I was like, I don't want to just give one kid like three bags of candy like I always do. So it's like, <laughs> there's always that one lucky kid at the end that comes up and he's like, he's wearing like the ratty costume. And yeah. I'm like, hey kid, you're lucky. You just won the prize and just drop all the candy in there. So you know, his, a, parent, you know his mom just, doesn't like me. So yeah, we just had a bowl that like kids would take like one or two. And like, I just like this big group of kids came up and I just said like, take as much as you want. Like, I don't, I don't really care. I, I want to go inside. And this kid took that to heart, dude. He took full like scoops, just five of them, just loaded into his bag. And his sister's like, you need to stop. And he's like, he said, take as much as I want. And this is what I want. (laughs) Go for it, kid. You know what you want. Go for it. So, and then just like, go for it. Like find what holiday that you want. Yeah. Like how you want your family to experience that and just do it. Um, it doesn't have to be like fantastic, but just have it where it's not, where it's like low stress. Like it's just yeah, like enjoy low stress. You, even if that is just like you holding like a nice like hot chocolate, staring out of like a steamy window. You have like the the, the sweater that's like off on one shoulder, and you're just like, if that's all your holiday is, that's okay. 
bro we have to do that then like we, you and i both have to do that so absolutely i need to anyway. get like a cashmere sweater like a cash- uh, <laughs> so walmart probably has walmart now has like like fancy clothes there's people that like dedicate themselves to shopping at walmart and being fashionable now and it blows my mind my wife bought jeans. A fashionable person at all. i'm not either i was just like huh um I did though. I bought a. Uh, speaking of the holidays, I bought a dress hoodie. Uh, that's what oh, Banana Republic called it. Was a dress hoodie. So it's it's got. It's not like it's not. It's not the kangaroo pocket hoodie. It has like the jacket side pockets. Like if it was like a jacket zipped up, but it's not a zipper. It's an actual like hoodie, and it's a like a soft cashmere style hoodie that has a hood, but is for like business casual. And so I was like, I'm gonna test it out and just see what people think about it. And I've tested it out and people are like, hey, that looks really good. I'm going to start wearing that to work. And I was like, oh, wow, it's actually working right now. Send so, me a picture of it. I need to, I need to yeah. see what this is because it literally is. A, it's a, it's literally it lo- looks like a hoodie, but it's like a it's like a nice hoodie. Like it's just like it doesn't look like it's a frumpy hoodie that you wear when you want to eat like chocolate chips and watch like Hocus Pocus. It's one of those that you're like, you know what? I'm getting kind of dressed up out there. So and they go great. To, it goes great with my boots that I bought. Uh, I'm just I'm becoming more fashionable, but it's uh it's there. So, it's so treat yourself for the holidays. Over, like now that's like colder weather, I can start wearing like sweaters and stuff again. Uh, Sweat weather. Just, yeah, I'm gonna get ripped. Just absolutely, just sure. Be Mark Wahlberg and Four Brothers in a sweater. He's too movie. little. He's a little man. Have you not seen Mark Wahlberg in the movie Four Brothers in his sweater? He's little. No, have you seen him in that movie? No, but he's little. He's a yeah, tiny but he, guy. Yeah, but it, it doesn't matter. His muscles are ginormous. And like mm-hmm. that dude, that I could swaddle him like a baby. Bro, bro. You see that movie, you'll be like, Come oh at my me, God. Wahlberg. Yeah. You're you're gonna your your loins will be moist watching that movie with Mark Wahlberg and his sweaters. So at, at one point I spoke to like that restaurant he owns with his brother, Wal Wahlbergers. Yeah. I, I spoke to them for like my job once before. It wasn't him though. He didn't show up. I was about to say he probably wouldn't show up. There's Pepe, like he's too busy for that. So it's his brother Donnie. Yeah. So hey, I was a new kids in the block. And that's it. Was, that was my Donnie Wahlberg impersonation. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't great. Uh it wasn't meant to be. It wasn't. But uh, yeah, I mean, so as the holidays, you know, get closer, just take an assessment. See, see where you are, right? Like kind of self-evaluate. Are you are you okay? Are you stressed? Are you anxious? Are you happy for them? I know a lot of people look forward to a lot of these things, right? Mm-hmm. People that would have that have healthy relationship with, with their family that I just wouldn't know about. But if if that's if this is like a, a time of celebration for you, hey, go off, go yeah. have fun, drink your eggnog. Still haven't tried. Uh, you know, do bro, it's things. really good actually. But I, it's there's not a keto friendly eggnog. No. So and if there is, it's probably t- it's probably just drinking an egg. It's literally just that's uh, all it is. Just a raw egg. Disgusting. Yeah, that's probably um, all that is. But if you like a lot of other people in this world, like have a hard time with the holidays, like Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, you know, Hanukkah, all these things that, that happen during this time, um, it's okay to like not really be okay sometimes. It's, it's okay to not want to take part in these things. But if you need, if you need help, if you need uh, something, just you know, there's professionals there's people you can reach out to like it can be a very difficult conversation to have just saying like i'm not okay right now i need help do it like i said and like we talked about mm-hmm. in the beginning of this episode if you need to put those boundaries in place use those i statements set them and then hold by them because the last thing you want to do is set this boundary and then like 
cave, right? Cause you're going to get pressure from it. You're going to get pressure from <laughs> yeah, family definitely. that doesn't understand. Right. I think I, I mentioned how my, my grandma is just like, Oh, your, mom, your mom's trying. Your mom's trying. Like that's her trying to like, it's, it's her daughter, right? She wants her daughter to be a part of the family. She wants all this and that, but I told her like, Hey, I'm just, I'm not at a point in my life where I want her in it. And she understood that, right? It wasn't an easy conversation, but we, we had the conversation. I told her like, this, this is how I see the situation. And like, I'm just not at a, at a point in my life where I can accept that. Yeah. And she understood. You have to, I mean, you have to be brave and you have to set healthy boundaries. You have to, Absolutely. uh, you're not the asshole. You're not disappointing anybody else. Like even if they feel disappointed, that's the way they feel. Yep. You can't control how somebody else feels. It's not, you're not responsible for that. So this season should be more of a season of taking care of yourself, loving yourself and just being mm-hmm. more to that. And um, I think that is truly like the first step that we, you should go through these holidays is because we have them. We have some stressful holidays coming up. They're family and friends holidays. There's, there's uh meeting people's expectations and stuff like that. And if you're meeting like a spouse's family for the first time or, you know, a, a significant other's thing, it, it can be stressful. So make sure you're taking the first step is fully loving yourself yeah. and Help recognizing yourself and taking care of yourself. That's going to be one thing. So the best friend that you can get is yourself. If you're not a good friend to you, how can you expect somebody else to be a good friend to you? So make sure Absolutely. you're good to yourself and you're getting ready as you're going through this times and understand what your boundaries are. So you don't, cross them yourself and make yourself feel miserable because this season is truly I, I used to not believe I had a friend that said that they had sads and I was like that's a fucking made up acronym like that's you know that's that's stupid it's the holidays this is my young 20s by the way this is me in the young 20s but they said they had sads and that was the first time I heard one I was like what is sads seasonal affectional disorder oh. so it's a sads it's a seasonal anti like to get the present time during the seasons yeah. so in the fall season fall to winter seasons people will have what is called sads uh because or of, uh, you know like seasonal depression is a real thing too right like yeah days are shorter less yeah. sun out there usually yeah. pretty and, gloomy and stuff like that and that's like, that's part of it there's yeah. there's there's that instance to it and so they're like i have this sads during the holidays because it's just the seasons that i'm in but during the spring they're like the complete opposite like it's like oh i'm alive i'm alive i'm a, you know the the sky's awake so i'm awake um <laughs> but th- understand that it's okay to feel the way you're feeling yeah. um you're not a burden uh to anybody and if you are a burden then they're the wrong person so exactly well thanks for listening y'all <laughs>